often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Cassandra Dunbar. How are you, sis? How has life been treating you? But more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Me, I've been well. Um, if you can tell by the last few episodes, I'm trying to figure out different variations of the show to see what you like best. So I've been studying um, what works. If you would like to give some feedback, please do. <laughs> Um, but yes, as you know, we're in the month of July and we're still celebrating National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. We've been having great conversations on the Clubhouse app. If you don't already know, we meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an engaging, inclusive, hour-long conversation surrounding wellness. These past few weeks, we talked about intimacy, vulnerability in our relationships, career pivots, self-rediscovery, microaggressions, and their impact on our mental health. So to join us... Search Be Well Sis on the Clubhouse app or hit the link below in the show notes. So as you know, today's episode also highlights mental health and how it impacts every aspect of our lives. Today's conversation touches on nutrition, body positivity, confidence, and how these really shouldn't be siloed because they are very much intertwined in our mental health. I've said it before and I've said it again, we're all one vessel and if one area is hurting, that hurt will eventually trickle into every aspect of our lives. When it pertains to body image, I don't think there's enough credit given to how many of us in the Black community also struggle with this. Outwardly, we're confident and we're colorful and glorious, but underneath there often lies a wounded and insecure girl who isn't truly comfortable in her skin. This may lead to us finding ways to comfort ourselves or to avoid ourselves, and that might include making less than wise food choices or by having really unhealthy relationships with food, exercise, and being overall disjointed in our approaches to our health and wellness and the relationship to our bodies. So today's episode features Farah M. Green. She is a certified exercise nutrition coach, body activist, speaker, author, and the founder and CEO of Thick, Bold, and Healthy. She encourages women to embrace their bodies through body image consulting, health, and wellness and nutrition. After years of fighting depression, low self-esteem, and weight loss, she discovered every health and wellness journey begins with self-love. So as a result, she created her company and launched the Body of Gold podcast, where she teaches a community of health-conscious, curvy women to be the best versions of themselves by not allowing the scale to dictate their self-worth. Amen. I had such a good time talking to her, and I in particular love hearing about her her career journey and her, her life journey as she transitioned from a journalist um, into now a nutritionist and how overcoming her own battle with depression led her to a path of wellness and really true self-acceptance where now she's able to touch the lives of others. We also touched on work-life balance and the impact that your work can have on your overall life. Listen, we spend the most of our times with our coworkers or doing whatever we do for work. And if we don't like that, it just makes everything else just not great either. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. I am so, so glad you're here. Thanks so much for joining. Be well, sis. 
All right. So today I have Farah Green of Thick, Bold, and Healthy with us today. I'm so happy to talk to you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Thank you, girl, for having me on your show. Of course. Listen, when I came across your information, I was like, absolutely. I need to talk to her because <laughs> I feel like your message is one that we need so desperately. We're mm-hmm. pretty much taught um, in the media through like overt advertising or even sub like subliminal cues that we're just not enough. The way we are is just is is defective. So right. I'm so grateful for your platform and what you do. So I mean, I read up on you, but I want <laughs> you to share a bit about yourself with the audience. Yeah. So um, as as she said, my name is Farrah Green. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. So if you have any New York listeners. Woo-hoo. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived in D.C., Seattle, Cali, um, and now located in Virginia Beach. I am a military wife and also known as the body positive nutritionist. And we'll get more into that later on as to why I call myself the body positive nutritionist. But basically, I help a lot of my clients transform their health, embrace their curves and master their health um, as it relates to helping them become more comfortable in their own skin or maybe even reversing a diet related chronic illness. So um, I love what I do. I feel as though I'm gifted at what I do. I've, I really do feel like I found my purpose through my platform. And, you know, after going through a deep depression, I realized I wasn't the only woman struggling with body image issues and weight issues. And so that's why I then created the um, Thick, Bold, and Healthy platform in 2018. I love that. I love when people take something that they've gone through and instead of letting it like hold them down, like it's empowering. And then they want to take people with them on their journey to like be better yeah. too. So I really, really love that. Um, so you mentioned that you were going through a depression. So how did you recognize that you were depressed? Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you, I was I was a, I was the type of college student that was just always like, okay, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get what I want. Like that's life. Work hard, get what you want. Um, but let me tell you, I had, a, I had another thing coming and, um, my senior year of college, um, I had known where I was going to work about six months prior to graduation, which is very rare. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's how much stress I was like going through to make sure that I, I was not going to move back home because I didn't want to go back home. And I just made sure that everything that I was doing day in and day out, um, my junior and senior year of college would land me this position at um, as a digital producer for a media station in Seattle would get me out of D.C. and not having to move back in to my, with my mom, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But I just wanted to be on my own. Um. And so when I moved to Seattle, Washington, I was I was by myself. Like I had no family members. I had no friends. I didn't know anybody. It was literally just me, work and God, literally me, work and God. And so um, when I was at work and I was it was kind of awkward being not only the youngest um, person in the room, but also one of the very few black women in the room in media while working in news. And so um, I worked for a news reporter and he was a black man. I'm not going to put his name out on blast, 
but he's very big in Seattle, Washington. He's very big in that area. And um, I felt like he should have took me under his wing. Like, it was like, okay, like, you know, you black, I'm black. (laughs) Uh, Your girl needs help. (laughs) Your girl is young. I'm your producer for your online content. But um, I still need some type of mentorship. And so he made my job very difficult. It was very difficult to work with him. Um, I would have breakdowns at work. Mm. So I would have breakdowns at work. I would be crying myself to sleep. I also had suicidal thoughts. And y'all would think, oh, like, you having all of this all over this man that you're working with? Yes, I am <laughs> going through it because of the man that I work with because he makes my, my make, is making my job very difficult. He made my job very difficult at the time. But to come out of college and just start in a number eight media media market, um, they felt as though I didn't belong there. Like, like, who is this girl? Better yet, who is this black girl? You know, um, being a producer at such a young age and the number one, um, one of the top markets in the, in the nation, like, what can she really bring to the table? So he made my job super difficult. And so imagine going through that um, and then having to come home to nobody. You know, you, you, of course you can call your mom, your aunt, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, but it's like, they're not there with you. They don't see the day in day and what you're going through day in and day out. And so I really had to sit back and I didn't realize I was honestly depressed until I went home for my bridal shower I do. I was well. So, so it's like I never really experienced um, any type of depression until that point. And my mom looked at me and she was like, "No, you're depressed." And I was like, "What? What do you mean?" And she she said, "Look at your hair. You don't take care of your hair. You you really don't care about what you wear, mind you. I've never been crazy about fashion to begin with. Like fashion is just not my thing, but." The fact that I'm never, I'm not crazy about fashion and I looked horrible at that worse than I would normally look. Like she was like, yeah, something's up with you. Like something's wrong. Um, so my, my clothes w- was a mess. I was also like gaining, gaining weight. Right. So she was just like, you know, what's really going on? And I said, "Ma, like I'm having breakdowns at work. You know that because I've called you several times while I'm <laughs> breaking down in the bathroom, crying my eyes out crying myself to sleep at night, um, waking up at 6 a.m. Mor- in the morning and going to the gym just to make sure. It wasn't so much about, of course, I wanted to lose weight, but it wasn't so much about that. It was more so like trying to find some sanity and clarity before I had to go into work and deal with a crazy person. Like, But even while trying to do that, I was still going through depression. Oh, absolutely. And you know, it's really relatable too because... I've gone through toxic work situations and, you know, in America, we work more, we're with our coworkers and those people more than with our our families. And then if you are alone in that city, girl, I feel you. I really do. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. I think we don't give enough credit to how much our work life plays a role into our our whole life in general. It is so crazy because I've been to Africa twice. And every time I go there, I feel like I'm at peace. Like I have a peace of mind. And it's because of the people there. They work, but they don't they don't work to a point where they are so unhappy. You know, like 
they are so happy about the littlest things. But here in America is so like it's like we have to reach this American dream. Mm -hmm. So it's like we work so much to a point where we drive ourselves crazy. And if we don't, we feel like we're failures. So it is it is very difficult to be in an environment where you are trying to thrive. You're trying to do your best and give this give this corporate Mm -hmm. company your all. And then, you know, to then go home and feel like crap. And then on top of that, not have anybody that you can cry out to or lay your head on, you know, after a long work day because you're alone. It's like, yeah, it's like they they don't they don't care. Right. (laughs) Every time I travel out the country, I'm just so in awe. Like, I'm just amazed by how their work life balance is. Yeah. and, And it makes us realize it's like painfully obvious that what we're doing here is wrong and it's unnatural Mm -hmm. um we've all been fed this like dream and fed this way of life as if it's like the normal and if it's like the right thing the right right way to live and it isn't you know we we could take tips from from other places on how to really live because i think Mm -hmm. what we're doing here is is not living um but let's talk about your career so you were a journalist and now you are a nutritionist so how did you transition? Was it from so, the news station straight from yeah. there? You're like, I'm over it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I always had a passion for health, wellness, nutrition. When I was in high school, um, I did a lot of theater, but I would work out like twice a day. And it was because I was so fascinated with fitness. I was so fascinated with nutrition, especially watching my mom as she was trying to get her health together. So that's kind of where my passion grew. I was also like coaching my friends on certain things. Um, and I was like, okay, maybe I really have, have a thing for this, but I loved, I love producing. I love journalism. I loved entertainment. So that's why I decided to major in it. But I also was studying public health. Fast forward to about maybe a year or so later, um, when I started running five K's and 10 K's in less than one year, I completed 10, five K's and 10 K's. And I ran, um, a half marathon And after going through that and after training my body to compete in those races, I started understanding nutrition. I started studying nutrition. And that's one of the ways that I actually got out of my depression. And because I I remember telling my husband, like, hey, like, I need I need something where I I can get the health and wellness results that I want and, and achieve my goals. But I can't focus on a number one scale like it's going to drive me nuts. It's going to drive me crazy. So that's why I started running those 5Ks and 10Ks. And within that year, I completed 10, like I said, but then I also started studying nutrition and I got became certified um, through ISSA and I started taking clients, one-on-one clients. And automatically I realized that what I was coaching, what I was doing based off of my experience I was able to get certain clients results as it related as it relates to diet related chronic illnesses. Um, most of my clients are women of color and their A1C level could be at an 11. Within a few months, we'll get it down to a seven wow. or 5.8. Um, I've had clients who've gone from 206 pounds to 175. I had another client that dropped 50 pounds, another client that dropped 30 pounds. Like, so I was like, oh my gosh, like, this comes to me naturally. Like I don't have to, 
I don't have to think as much. Even mm-hmm. though nutrition is a science, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, but it comes to me naturally to pull certain things mm-hmm. out of my clients to get them to see that they can take control of their health. They can take control of their well-being. They have to make their health a priority. And to be quite honest with you, they come first. And it's like you come first. And it's so important for them to feel comfortable in their own skin that my gift and pulling that out of them made them then get the results that they wanted because their nutrition began to align. Their health and wellness began to align once they, you know, found their power back and put in themselves first. And um, one thing that I love about your platform is that you mentioned that you are body positive and you focus a lot on confidence and restoring women's confidence. So what is like the first initial step? Because some of us like don't even have a place to draw from you know some people might have like upbringings where like they were adored by their parents and all that good stuff and like their family they could they had a good foundation for confidence and self-love but how would you start to talk to or how do you start to help a woman who doesn't have that foundation to start building her confidence yeah so I actually teach this method in my group um in my group coaching program called the Body Revamp Community. And we go through a series, like the first four weeks is setting up the foundation to get you to see that you are worthy, that you are worth it. Um, And we go through a green print series. Like, I know, sounds weird. (laughs) Um, You you might, green print, no, isn't it called blueprint, Farrah? No, I mean, I I said what I said. It's... (laughs) It's green print. <laughs> so um, we go through a green print and basically that green print, that green print is to help you see what you want your life to look like, what the health and wellness goals that you actually want to accomplish. So when you're writing out that green print, you're writing it out as if your health and wellness goals and how you feel about your body already exist. It's already happening. And so once we go through that, we then move into discovering your internal challenge. And this method that I've used with all of my clients has really helped them achieve the results that they've achieved simply because I help them find a goal that's outside of weight loss. So finding your green print, understanding what is it that you want for your body and how you want to live, and then discovering your internal challenge are like the two top ways for you to really start loving on yourself more and more. Um, each and every day. So, and then that's when you go into kind of like the nutrition side. Um, But I I love to tap into the body positivity component first because a lot of the uh, people don't realize that how you feel about your body solely contributes to the foods that you eat and pick for yourself. So if you feel, if you feel like you're crap, you're unworthy and you call yourself fat day in and day out, then you're picking foods that'll make you feel like crap, unworthy, and fat day in and day out. But if you say, no, I am worthy, I am beautiful, like my my skin is soft, my stomach is plump, but it feels so good, I love my shape, then because of that, I'm more likely to pick a salad. You know, like, and it doesn't, don't get me wrong, salad is not the only healthy food. Yeah. But I'm just saying how you feel about your body reflects on, you know, the the foods that you choose to actually eat. And it makes a huge difference because it's not so much about 
the weight loss, especially when it comes to the body positivity realm, is not so much about the weight loss. It's more so how you view yourself. Mm -hmm. And as a result of you viewing yourself, I'm telling you, the moment that you feel as though that you just just deserve more and want more for yourself, you will find that your food choices are healthier, better, and you will start to also feel better both internally and externally. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. It's, um, I find that for myself, like when I'm trying to punish myself, like, well, you've eaten, you've eaten so bad or you haven't exercised, you haven't done this. So now I'm going to like do like a smoothie cleanse, which has never worked for me anyway. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I try to like punish myself, things just right. break out. What I've tried to do now is reframe it like, well, because I love myself and I love my body for all that it's done for me, I'm going mm-hmm. to feed it better. And right. like the mindset is just so important to, to your point. It, it really starts up there first and then everything else will, will follow. Everything will, will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And um. A lot of times, and one of the reason, reasons why I decided to create the Thick, Bold, and Healthy platform is because I didn't see a brand, I didn't see a health and wellness brand that incorporated body positivity because people feel as though you have to be one or the other. If I'm body positive, that means I can't promote being healthy. You know, if I'm healthy, that, that means I can't promote body positivity. And it's like, no, you can promote both. Like mm-hmm. you, there's a component of body positivity where you love your body for where you are right now. And there's a component of health where I want to transform my body. You bring those two together and you're promoting body positivity and wellness. Just because I'm a curvy woman and just because I love myself and love my body, that doesn't mean that I don't want to lose weight. That doesn't mean that I don't want to tone my curves. That doesn't mean that I'm not trying to reverse a diet-related chronic illness or reduce my medication intake. No, that just simply means I love my body. But I also love my body enough to change it and know what I have to do in order to see the results that I want to see and in order to live a better, healthier life. Mm -hmm. So I think also, too, to your point, people also have to stop separating body positivity and health and wellness. No, they need to come together and... They they can they they don't just have to coexist. They can they can be aligned and work together. Definitely, definitely. One of the people that I really admire um, is because because she's shown me like opened my eyes to like a lot of um, the issues that we have as a society is Lizzo. Um, yes, Lizzo is such Lizzo. me too. And before I really wasn't like checking for her like that, but I realized that every time she was trending, it's because she was minding her damn business. And I'm just like, <laughs> that drives me insane. Um, and I just I started following her on TikTok and her social media, and she is just living her life. And yeah, people have so many misconceptions of somebody with a fuller figure that they don't eat mm-hmm. well, that they don't exercise, that this and that. And Lizzo is the complete opposite. And I love mm-hmm. so much that she was just like, this is me. I love me. This is who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Either you love me or you get from around me. And I love that so much. I wish that we all had that attitude. And yeah. Yeah, I really agree. Um, Lizzo, I, fo- I follow her on Instagram and I just love what she promotes. Like, I would love for her to be like, 
a brand partner with Thick Bold and Healthy one day. It's, one day it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I would. I would I would love it. Maybe I'll write her a letter. Maybe I'll DM her and she she may come across it. But anyway, um, I, I just really love what she stands for. But I do hate the fact that she has been dragged by people when she wanted to detox or when she wanted to work out like and and that's what I mean by. Listen, body positivity and health and wellness, they can be aligned. They don't have to coexist. But the moment that she, you know, said, you know, or showing her body with her jiggle and, mm-hmm. you know, her shaking her butt mm-hmm. or her body into a burger, pe- people are like, yes, Lizzo, yes, Lizzo, yes, Lizzo. But the moment that she wanted to do a 10-day cleanse and detox and she's showing you her before and after photos, mm-hmm. it's like, no, Lizzo, like you against you against um, plus size women now, like, you know, but then you also have the 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 people who are like very athletic that's like yeah all she's doing is promoting obesity it's like can y'all just mind your business and let that girl live her yes. life and live the way that she want to live if she feels as though she's the healthiest with where she is right now and loving on her stomach because i i saw her recent video of her rubbing on her tummy and talking to her belly i say you go girl talk. yes we all need to talk to our body parts more i know i i do it all the time right and that's one of honestly one of the ways that i felt felt more in love with my body lizzo is an artist she never signed up to be a spokesperson for any of this other stuff besides her music her art right and that's what really frustrates me like she just happens to give us a little bit of a peek into her everyday life which she doesn't have to do really mm-hmm. and I hate mm-hmm. that people just take a little bit of this that that she gives us and runs with it it's yeah. it's so frustrating um but so in that similar vein so how would you suggest that someone starts to embrace themselves in a world that tells us to do the complete opposite <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, One of the ways that I would tell people to start embracing themselves, while everybody is telling them like, no, you're supposed to be this size and that size or that size, um, is to actually, and I kind of said this earlier, but to actually figure out what is it that you want. Determine how you want to feel in your own skin. Um, and I know that may sound very broad and it, it, it really is, but what I'm trying to really say is that a lot of times we, we are often fascinated by things that we don't have or things that we don't experience. We are constantly in, on social media scrolling, seeing, seeing other people and other women's features and body shapes and body types. And I honestly think that you should determine or figure out how you want to feel in your own body first um, before you you jump the gun and say, okay, I want to look like that or I want to look like this or, you know, I wish I had her, I wish I had her butt or I wish I had her waist. And instead of wishing that you had somebody else's body shape or body type, discover your own by really understanding, you know, by really understanding not only just your body shape and how you want to feel in your body, but also your body type. I tell people this all the time. I think the number one reason why women are constantly comparing other women to other women is because they don't know their body type. And there's a big difference between body type and body shape. Body shape is more so like you have your apples, your pears, your rectangles, 
it's your your um your triangles, right? We have those type of shapes. Um, and that mainly plays a role when it comes to picking out your clothing. But body type, there's only three different body types. And that's endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. I know that because I'm an endomorph and my metabolism, the way my metabolism is set up, I can gain weight very quickly. That doesn't mean I can't reverse my metabolism or, you know, make it work faster. It just means that naturally my metabolism is slower and I can pick up weight easily versus me sitting there online scrolling and comparing myself to a person that's an ectomorph, which they actually have a hard time gaining weight and gaining muscle. So I think that not only do you have to identify how you want to feel in your own skin, but you also have to understand the science behind your body and why your body is structured and how your body, why your body functions the way that it do. So getting to know yourself, like it's that work that you got to put in to really silence all the noise and like ask yourself, who am I? What do I want? Yeah. And all that, which is uncomfortable sometimes. So uncomfortable. It is. It is. It is. And I'm happy that you said it is uncomfortable because I talk to my mom a lot um, about like how I coach clients and how I build my, my brand. And um, I say, Ma, like, I don't understand. One of the things that I didn't really understand at first is why women would cry, you know, like almost every other session with me or like maybe like more so their first three sessions, they would start crying. And I would be like, I don't want you to cry every session, right? Like, I don't consider myself to be a therapist. I really don't, right? But I do understand that there's a connection between the foods that you choose and how you feel about your body. So I think that's how come a lot of women, they have a breakthrough every time we have a conversation because the emotions that they're feeling has never been touched. They never really spoken about how they felt about their bodies out loud, and how they actually want to feel about their bodies out loud. So my mom was like, no, Farrah, your actual sessions and conversations, they're, they're deep. And a lot of women, we don't want to deal with that. We don't want to tap into that. Um, we're too afraid. Yep. Even though we know we, even though we know we need to do the work, <laughs> we're, we're still too afraid. And we'd rather just hide it you know under the rug and not address it Mm -hmm. because it's just too much it's too heavy so um I really had to come to terms with with knowing that okay the women who I'm connected to and the women that I will be helping they also have to be ready to have a breakthrough and not be afraid to you know be vulnerable be vulnerable yeah and really just let things go and let things out because a lot of times they're venting and they're venting because they actually never told anybody this. And nobody ever one, you know, nobody was ever too curious to ask them, you know, the certain questions that I was asking them as it relates to their body. So where can everybody find you and your platform? And if they would like to work with you, how can they do so? Yeah. So you can find me at Farrah M. Green underscore. Um, Farrah and Green underscore. And you can find me at Thick, Bold, and Healthy on Instagram. And um, yeah, you can visit the the TBHlife.com. That is our website where you can grab your 
Body Positivity Apparel. Um, I help them on this product. And you can also become a member of the Body Revamp community. And in this community, we offer um, group coaching sessions, one-on-one sessions as it relates to nutrition, as well as um, fitness. And we give constantly giving out information and recipes. And we also offer bi-monthly masterclasses that focuses on certain health and wellness topics for our members. So if you're looking to like, if you're looking to tone your curves, looking for weight loss, you're looking to lower your A1C numbers or reverse a diet-related chronic illness, then this is definitely a community for you simply because majority of the women that I do work with um, are women of color. And it's really like a sisterhood because you don't realize that what you're going through, another sister is going through. It's just y'all haven't spoke or y'all haven't been connected. So that's why you feel so alone. Yep. So it really brings this community, this platform really brings everyone together. We can lean on each other throughout our wellness journey. So I will link all of that in the show notes. So, and as well, as well as on the blog, so that way you can find her easily. And I like to wrap up with um, two questions. Uh, the first question is what is a book that you'd recommend to the listeners? It could be about anything at all. Okay. So this is like a middle school book, but I don't care. I'm going to say because <laughs> that book changed my life. Um, is this book called The Skin That I Am In. Um, I love that book. I forget who the author is. Have you read that book before? I haven't, but I'll find it. No, but um, it, it's a really quick read. I read it in like middle school, but it changed my life because it was about a girl basically getting bullied about, you know, the skin that she was in, her, her body. Um, but then she was able to you know, persevere and, you know, go on and do some amazing things by the end of the book. So that book changed, also changed my life. Um, yeah. So the skin that I am in, and of course my book, um, cause I'm an author Yes. called yes. the 12 steps to the body, to your body of gold. Um, the ultimate guide to embracing self-love and mastering your health. So check out that book. Cause oh. it, it's more like a workbook. And I'll also link both of those in the show notes. <laughs> And the last question is, what is something that's brought you some joy in like the last few days? Because we all need some joy. In just the last few days? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's a good question. Because you again, we live in America. We don't think about joy. We just work, 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 work. But I, I'm really wanting um, us to experience some right? joy more frequently. Yeah. Um. I think one of the things that has brought me joy, well, I have two, um, because I just recently resigned from my job. Um, it's really freedom. Like, I feel like I am more in control of me and how I want to live my life and how I want to basically like my purpose, mm-hmm. like really just walking in my purpose and operating in my purpose and just spending time how I want to spend my time. Um, so it's definitely freedom. And another joy that has, you know, recently like came into my life. Well, not came into my life. I shouldn't say it like that. <laughs> but this, this morning or this afternoon, my husband was like, um, I got us a hotel room. And I'm like, Aww. where? I'm like, he's like, let's go away for a weekend. And I'm like, Where? And he's like, right up the road, we 16 minutes away. I love that. I said, we live in a nice house. Still. We, we just purchased a home. And you want to leave the house? He's like, yeah, let's just get a hotel room that's 16 minutes away. 
we can get out the house. And I was like, okay. Nice. Yeah, he took initiative and he's just like, I've been cooped up in a house for too long. Let, but but it's so crazy to me because I'm like, you want to be cooped up, but cooped up in a different. Hey. He's like, yeah, just cooped up in another, a different, different view. Wall. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a different view. Something something new to look at. Um. So that that really put a smile on my face. Oh, today. I love it. I'm sure I'm cheating like it was for me. I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> you enjoy. <laughs> Right. Thank you, girl. Thank you. <laughs> but thank you so, so much for joining. I really, really appreciate this conversation. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course.